On today's episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we're going to be talking about boundaries. We talk about boundaries a good bit on uh, this podcast, but today we're going to be talking specifically about boundaries as it relates to members of the opposite sex outside of your marriage, um, and also uh, how does jealousy play a part in that. So stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant. We're excited to be back with you for a new topic. And I say it's a new topic, but it's a topic that we weave into lots of episodes because I would say this is one of the more um, hot topics, probably, uh, I mean, maybe a little controversial to some people, but... Uh, It's one of those, too, that whenever we post something about boundaries on social media, it probably gets the biggest response. And sometimes I wonder if that's just because one spouse or the other is like, yeah, my spouse don't have any boundaries, so I'm about to just agree with this so that they know that they are a fool. (laughs) And then people like sending it to, you know, listen to this, send it to your spouse and say, listen to this. I do think it is a controversial topic um, because I don't think that everybody um, agrees with the level of boundaries that we talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, each marriage may have different Um, boundaries and where that line should be, especially when it comes to um, friendships with the opposite sex. And, you know, just to be upfront, we probably have more extreme boundaries than most people do, but we also also are probably a lot more passionate about why we have those boundaries than most people are as well. Yeah, I mean, we have the boundaries in place and we're passionate about it because we know what happens when you don't have those boundaries in place or when you keep moving moving the line closer and closer to something that can be destructive. And so for us, we just um we have extreme boundaries in place because of course, you know our story is that we've walked through infidelity and so Uh, just almost 12 years ago, Heather confessed to being unfaithful in our marriage. And so since that time, we have really put up some extreme boundaries because, well, we have to, and we know that we don't want it to, something like that to ever happen again. But at the same time, we preach it to other people because we've lived it, you know? And so you can tell us all you want to, oh, y'all are crazy, or oh, that doesn't apply to us, or we're different. Our, you know, our relationship's different, and we're okay doing it that way. And that's fine, but we're just telling you from our story and from our experience, we know the things that took place that got us to that point, and, we're, and so we're just saying these are some massive red flags. And so if you want to stay as far away from that as you possibly can, then you need these boundaries and you need to put these extreme boundaries in place. That's right. You know, um, I think that for us, I was the one that had um, friendship relationships with guys more so than you. Um, In high school, my friends were more your friends than I had my own friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in college, I mean, I had good friends in college, but we hung out a lot 
with either groups with guys and girls um, or we hung out with your friends a lot and I was kind of a tomboy growing up played sports you know I wasn't a really girly girl um, and and so I did have a lot of guy friends I mean even when I was little like in the neighborhood I hung out with the guys we went crawdad fishing and you know building forts and all of that stuff instead of being inside playing Barbies like that just wasn't my personality so in high school and college I oftentimes said I am I'm so much more comfortable around guys than I am around girls and I think I used that as an excuse later on to where you would if you did feel uncomfortable about a friendship I would just you know play that card again Mm -hmm. that you know I mean there it's easier to talk to them I you know when we would go to um parties I would be in the den with the guys watching the football game versus in the kitchen with the girls talking about whatever and and so I've had to kind of make myself do those things as I've gotten older um pulling myself out of those what I called natural relationships or friendships for me um and been more purposeful Mm -hmm. in being relation you know having relationship with girls so I'm just saying for me like if you're that person that's listening and thinking but I just get along better with the guys I just you know I've been there like I know what that feels like but then it's also very easy to use as an excuse or a crutch when it comes to that having a conversation with your spouse about that Mm mm-hmm so what do you do if, you know, we, we did mention the difference and, and how do you mix um, or how do you look at boundaries as as putting boundaries in place, not because somebody's jealous, you, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that I think that sometimes there's this line, this fine line of, you know, a spouse saying, well, you're just wanting me to put this boundary in place because you're jealous of something. Mm-hmm. All right. So in a situation like that, like you're like you're talking about. Um, how does a spouse, like, how do you handle that to where you talk about it or you put boundaries in place without it just coming across as, you know, oh, you're just jealous because you don't want me talking to another guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's real important to make sure you're listening to the heart behind what, um, they're saying. Um, when we were, when we would go to different events and you were in the den with, me as we were watching football games or whatever that isn't that wasn't a big deal because you were there like you were there and you were part of it I think the problem is when you hear more of um this discussion when the other spouse is not around um I we have someone that we kind of journey with and walk with that um has trouble with this in the gym context um going to Um, a gym and being around people um, and working out with people and encouraging people um, of the opposite sex and their spouse had um, trouble with that and was having um, issues with that and to me that's not jealousy like that's real concern of trying to protect um, your marriage Mm -hmm. that's different than just um, you know being jealous of somebody does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um, like, I just know that there's people out there because when you talk about, 
you know, putting up boundaries and, you know, being careful with friendships, the opposite sex, people get really defensive about that kind of thing. And, you know, justifying it however they want to justify it, um, there's just this, there's a real pushback from a lot of people. And, you know, there's the pushback of, oh, no, we're just friends. I can handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's nothing, nothing else besides that going on. And, you know, or there's the, well, I mean, I'm going to the gym and the gym's full of people of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for us to encourage each other and Mm -hmm. to, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, even, well, I have to. I have to talk to this member of the opposite sex or I have to be around them all of the time because of work or whatever it is. So you have all of those kind of built-in excuses. And if if you're not careful when your spouse says something about it or shows some concern, then it's not they're trying to protect your marriage or raising, you know, these red flags that they're seeing or feeling it just becomes a real jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, from you being that person that was on the side of, um, you know, really pushing the boundaries there and then, you know, pushing them so far that it got you into the situation mm-hmm. that you were in, you know, how do you, um, you know, what should the other spouse do, you know, to try to to try to help that situation how should they communicate what you know what are the what are the talking points and what should be should be done in a healthy way well i just remember um when we were going through that i just can i can look back and see that i always was moving the line like if you were uncomfortable with something and I mean, just anything, going to the gym or working out with somebody or um, even talking to somebody at the soccer field or whatever. If you mentioned it, I got really, really defensive. And then not only would I get defensive, but once I explained it away, I kind of envisioned the line moving just a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I got him to understand why I'm doing this. So now that's okay, and maybe I push it a little bit further Mm -hmm. because I explained it, what I thought, explained it so well that then you understood. Um, I think that, so what I'm trying to say in that is if you feel yourself getting defensive about it, there might be a reason for that. Yeah, Like there may be a reason that you're not listening to what your spouse is genuinely saying and letting that, um, you know, letting that kind of soak in and really think about it and ponder it and pray about it. If if your first reaction is, I am not, blah, 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 and you get into a defensive mode. Um, to me, that's just a really big red flag um, that that is something that you need to take a hard, you know, look at. Because I never, I, I didn't um, at all. When you would mention things... It was, I mean, all out defend and justify, Mm -hmm. defend and justify, defend and justify. And then the next thing would come along and I would, again, well, I did it because of this or that, you know, this, it's nothing. I promise you, you know, just 
defensive, yeah. defensive, defensive. And to me, that's just a huge red flag. Yeah, and so I would just echo that. And this is this is some real talk right here and real hard. Just, I mean, I'm going to be very blunt with people that are listening. And if you are one of those people that that's something that, that happens and you're, you, you're defensive, um, you get really defensive, then I'm, I'm saying from experience that you really need to check your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I remember, like those are some real, um, real hard and raw feelings for, for me because I remember you living that way for mm-hmm. so long. And I also remember... Um, trying to approach it every now and then, but also being so incredibly scared because of how I knew you were going to react. Right. And if you're in a relationship, if you and your spouse are in a relationship where that's happening and you're one of the, I mean, if you're one of those that's getting defensive or always justifying, then I'm just telling you to check your heart. Because it's probably not your spouse. Now, I do know that there are some very controlling spouses out there. They want to know, you know, the where are you 24 hours a day. And it's, and it's unhealthy to a point where they're not really that concerned about the marriage. They're just, they are just trying to control you. I understand that. There are those situations. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the spouse that... Because of things that are going on, there's just red flags, and either they don't know how to communicate it, or they keep communicating it to you, and it's in a way that it's putting you kind of in the corner, and so you don't like it. There's got to be a time where you sit down and you talk like like a husband and a wife that love each other and don't want anything to happen to your marriage, so you're actually going to have the discussion. Right, right. And you know, it's not always... Um, the spouse saying something that you're doing. Like, there's also the aspect of, I don't like the way that that guy acts around you. Mm -hmm. And it may not have anything to do with you and how you're acting, but how somebody is acting around you or towards you. Or, you know, if you're somewhere with your spouse and at a work thing and your spouse is like, that guy is... I mean, way too flirty Way, you know, and that's not something you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. it's not even something you're responding to, but you have to be aware that they can also see that in ways that you can't. Yeah. Because they are that member of the opposite sex. So they, yeah. And I know we've had some conversations with couples before where, you know, a couple has said, you know, this person, like, I see what they're doing because I was that person, That's right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and like, I, I believe that about you. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that you can look at people and mm-hmm. you can go, mm-hmm, that was me. Absolutely. And, but in the same way, you know, even times when I would bring things up, I could bring things up to you because I knew what the guy was thinking. Like, I know what a guy's thinking right. and how, you know, if I see a guy flirting, I know what he's doing. Right. And so, you know, and it may not, and it may not be that somebody's flirting because they want to have an affair, but what does that flirting lead to? That's right. You never know because it just keeps pushing the boundary and pushing the boundary and pushing the boundary, just like we, we talked about. That's right. That's right. So I, I think that 
there and here's the big thing for me if you feel like your spouse is being jealous when they're asking you to put boundaries up you need to obviously have a conversation but i would always err on the side of well that's fine <laughs> you right. know what i mean i mean what is you know really what is the danger and let's just say that the, let's just let's just throw it all out and say, okay, well, your spouse is being jealous, okay, and you just say, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up boundaries because you're just being jealous. Well, what is the danger in putting those boundaries up right. and protecting your marriage? You right. know, and again, that's a very I mean, I'm being very superficial right there, surface level. I'm not yeah. even really we're not going deep at all, but it really kind of does come down to what's more important. I mean, your marriage is more important. Now, right. then get to the root of the whole thing, and let's talk about, you know, why are you being jealous, and right. can we can we work this out in a healthy way instead of, you know, instead of childish or right. whatever it might be. Right. I can remember times where I thought, gosh, he's just jealous. Like, there's nothing to this. Like, the, you know, relationships that I was having outside, um, I mean, not outside, but with the opposite sex is what I was trying to say. Um, I would, I would be like, this really isn't a big deal at all. And, and I can remember thinking that you were just being jealous, but if I had just shifted my perspective to one of two things, one being he's just trying to be proactive and being protective of our marriage, instead of using the word jealous if I could have shifted and thought he's just being protective of me and seeing that as a um, as a gift, you know, I mean, all women, I shouldn't say all women, most women dream of a knight in shining armor and a guy who will be her protector and all of those. And that's what you were doing. But I was looking through the wrong lens at that and seeing it more of you were hindering me and you were squelching me and you, you know, were, were not letting me thrive and that you were being jealous when I should have just shifted my perspective in that. And then the second way is I can look back and think if you had had member um, relationships and friendships with the opposite sex, like I did, I would have blown a gasket. Mm -hmm. Like if I had just been able to see it through your eyes or put myself in your shoes mm -hmm. and, and been like, okay, well, what if I was the one that was feeling like, gosh, he is real, being real overly kind to these people or that person, or he's really flirting in a way that he just thinks is being kind, but he's, you know, I see it as flirting. So being able to see things from your perspective and putting myself in you, your shoes and then also shifting my focus onto why instead and seeing it as a sweet and tender and kind thing instead of a controlling thing. Yeah. I think a big part of this is being able to communicate in a healthy way without mm -hmm. having to, you know, be defensive and be jealous and point fingers. It's, hey, we we want to do everything we can to protect our marriage. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to how are we going to do that? Mm -hmm. um, so in the last few minutes, why don't we just throw out and I know that we've done this on episodes before, but 
And sometimes I think back, like we get so many, you know, people that fill out our survey and people that, you know, ask us questions on social media and they're always asking us. And a lot of times my first thought is, well, did they not listen to our podcast? <laughs> I mean, like we <laughs> just talked about that. Just like, like one, yeah, you know, <laughs> three months ago or whatever. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, I mean, we have, I don't know, it's like over 110 or something episodes. Yeah. So, you know, trying to go back and, and pick out all the ones about boundary. I mean, I'm sure out of 110, we've probably done five or six of them about right, boundaries. Right. But, um, but like, let's just throw out some, some of the really practical things that we do now as far as boundaries um, when it comes to members of the opposite sex. Again, I think we've shared some of these sure. before, but uh, yeah. it'd be a good time to just yeah. kind of rehash them. Well, I think the number one thing is having an open discussion and dialogue about it. Um, if you're uncomfortable about something or if something bothers you or if you're unsure about something, being able just to communicate with each other and not feel like you said, you were scared to talk to me about it or you were scared of the way I was going to react. Um, just to be able to have an open communication um, about it. I think that's number one. Just, you know, hey, that that made me uncomfortable um, being able to share that. Yeah, and, and me looking back on 12 years ago, like I really feel like that's, one of my biggest downfalls and responsibilities in what happened is that I wasn't um, I wasn't persistent enough in the actions that I saw you taking. Mm-hmm. And I know, again, you can go back and listen to our story, but I know that I approached it a couple of times early on before anything was happening. And again, you got so defensive and mm-hmm. br- blew it off. And then, like you said, you just pushed that line a little bit further. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring this up yeah, anymore. I don't want to rock the boat. And, mm-hmm. and I think that there's two, two things that the two reasons for that. And this is where you and your spouse, I mean, both of you, whoever's listening to this, this is where the red flag comes in. If one or both of you has this belief that, and Heather has said this, this was in the, uh, the very first, um, inside the mind of an adulterer. This is, this was what the whole premise of it was, was that you thought it could never happen to me. Mm -hmm. And if you have that attitude, that type of attitude, um, and even if it's, even if you're the spouse that's looking at your spouse doing something and you're like, I mean, it's fine. I know nothing could ever happen. I know nothing's going to ever happen. And if you're the one that's that's just pushing the line a little bit further or you're you're doing innocent flirting or whatever and you just keep telling yourself, "Well, nothing else is going to ever happen." If you're finding yourself mm-hmm. convincing yourself of right. that over and over and mm-hmm. justify, then that's that's the red flag. That's right. So, that's right. if that's if that's the case, then you know, you you need to have the conversation. That's where I wish that I could go back and say, all right, we're going to just sit down no matter how much this hurts, no matter how mad I no, get, yeah, no matter how mad, no, no matter how defensive. And then again, you know, I, I did do that one time for sure. And I can remember a couple of times along the way, but never to the point I mean, I finally, I feel like I just kind of threw my hands up and, and it was that, well, nothing, she, you know, her personality's never going to change. You know, I believed, I believed that lie of yours too, that, oh, this is just my personality. This This is who I am, am. Mm -hmm. you know, live with me. This Mm -hmm. is who you fell in love with. You might as well, you know, get over it, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But 
if we had both been in a place in our hearts where we would have thought, man, the enemy wants to destroy our marriage. And how does he destroy marriages? Well, he gets one spouse or or the other to be unfaithful or to break trust or what anything that he can do. And so if we truly believed that, then we would have been way more proactive. And so if you're listening to this and you're and you're like, okay, I do believe that. I believe that the enemy wants to destroy my marriage. That doesn't mean that I think I'm going to go have an affair, right. but that's how the enemy wants to destroy my marriage. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put up extreme mm-hmm. boundaries. That's right. Like I will do whatever it takes. And so that's having the hard conversations mm-hmm. when you need to have the hard conversations. That's also um, no no secrets. If there's some if there's some form of a relationship or something that you feel like you're always having to hide, even if you believe that it's innocent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're hiding it from your spouse because you don't want them to be jealous mm-hmm. or worried about it, or because you think it's innocent. Mm-hmm. That's massive that's red right, flag. That's right. And not even just hiding it as in, I'm not going to tell them I have this relationship, but even like, I'm not going to tell them that I ran into them, or I'm not going to tell them that they texted, or I'm not just because uh, they'll get mad and there's just no reason for them to get mad, you know, in the trying to quote, quote, protect um, your spouse, you know, that's, that's not, that's not honoring. And that brings me to what I wanted to say. My second thing was, is just to honor your spouse, like to honor them with your actions, with your words, with your relationships. Um, I know that, that there's certain things that I, the boundaries that I put up that are, I put them up because they are honoring to you. Mm -hmm. They are respectful to you. Um, And if you, if you think that some of those boundaries are squelching who, am I saying that word right? That's That's the second time I've said squashing, squashing who you are and squashing your personality and all of those things. That's, that's from the enemy. Like that is, that's not truth. Um, Because, God's not going to call you into a relationship with somebody that is dishonoring towards your spouse. So just that open line of communication and choosing to honor your spouse with your actions and relationships are by far the two most important things to me. And I think that those are overarching umbrella things to all the detailed Mm -hmm. small things that we can say, um, you know, specific things that we say like, don't be alone. Don't be alone. That's right. The opposite sex. Absolutely. The um, when we text, if I text somebody of the opposite sex, it's with um, you in it or another. You know, if it's if it's something that you're um, part of, I put you in it. If it's somebody at work, I put another female friend that I work with in it. You know, it's just constantly trying to be aware of text messages. Now, there are times we've talked about this, just so people don't panic when they hear this. There are times where there's a business, we call it a business transaction mm-hmm. <laughs> of um, of something that, especially at work, you know, where it's like, hey, um, we're leaving for lunch at 
two thirty or whatever. That's just that, but that's not deep conversation. And the and and even in that, the danger comes when you start having an open ended conversation right. with that person. Right. So even if that if that's through social media or whatever, and you're saying how was your day or right. how are things going today, or right. even I just wanted you to know I prayed for you. I mean sure. that kind of stuff is so dangerous, and you're probably thinking. What? How can that be dangerous to pray for somebody? I mean, prayer and praying with and for somebody is one of the one of the most intimate things that can that can happen. So, so yeah, all of that. Yeah, you. I mean, we could go through little things, but I think it's the bigger things of respecting, you know, your spouse and and being willing to put those extreme boundaries up because what you're saying to your spouse is you're more important than any of these other, other relationships, relationships right. or any of these other things. And sometimes, like we said, you have to be even a little bit more. Um, I'll just throw out one, you know, for us, the, the, the gym, you know, you not having a membership to a gym, like that's very honoring and respectful of me because of our past right. history. And again, I don't know that I would ever be comfortable just right. because of the wounds and the hurt there. Sure. And, and so, that doesn't mean that's for everybody. But for us, that's, like that's an open conversation yep. that we have. And we were able to fix it. And that's the thing. Like so many people are like, well, if I, what do you mean I can't have a membership to a gym? Well, my membership right now is with... Um, a bar class that I go and it's all women. Yep. Like there are solutions to yep. the problem. That's right. Working out with your spouse. Yep. Um, you know, bring, we, I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago that she was like, I'm going to bring my spouse with me to the gym. Like, even though he doesn't do that kind of workout, just to be an encouragement to her mm-hmm. and to watch what she does. And I mean, there's always ways if you have that open line of communication that you can work out something that is comfortable for both of you, yep. and you're being respectful in doing that. Yep. Well, the Sorry, main I thing got off on a tangent. The main <laughs> thing is, put ex- your marriage is worth extreme boundaries, and it's worth having the hard conversations about. So, we want to encourage you to do that in your marriage. Make sure that there's no secrets, there's nothing uncomfortable going on, and communicate, 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 and make your marriage worth every boundary that you set up. All right, let's wrap it up. See you guys next week. See you next time.